0: Hello, it's Monday the 6th of November. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I'm part of a shadowy conservative cabal. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we cut out the best bits from the UK press and sew them together into a strange hybrid garment. Then we tell women they have to wear it right now if they don't want people pointing and laughing at them in the high street. We're out every day from Monday to Friday, which is a full five out of seven days of news-filled fun and you seem to be enjoying our show. I met two extremely fabulous people on Saturday night, Matthew Smith and Philip Rosser, and it turns out they're Papercuts fans, so they're even more fabulous. I obviously advise them to immediately become supporters so they could max out their fandom and maybe even get their own Papercuts mugs. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. A Poppy Clips now? <laughs> guards of protests on Armistice Day, say the papers, in a change from shouting, Where's your Poppy? No country in New Pen, loneliest sheep is rescued, but then hidden away from the public, and fell off the back of a dory's. (laughs) Shock revelations from former culture secretary's definitely one hundred percent true book about the plot against Boris. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers, so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts. I'm Miranda Sawyer and with me on the show today is sketch writer for The Critic and host of A Pod Too Far, where he discusses and dissects old war films. It's Robert, black and white, Hutton. Hello, Rob. Hello. Also with us is comedian and writer of Detective Roger Le Carre books. It's Fergus, also black and white because he supports Newcastle, Craig. Hello, Fergus. Hello. So what do we have on the front pages today? Rob, what do you have?
1: Um, A lot of Gaza. So the Times uh, leads with Israel steps up assault on Hamas IDF troops encircle Gaza City amid bombings. The Guardian has Israel strikes on Gaza intensify as violence on Lebanon border flares. It does also the Guardian have a really just a really lovely family photo of Hamza Yusuf and all of his extended family his uh, in-laws have uh, got safely back from Gaza. It's just a it's just a great photo of yeah, a but a big family squeezed onto a big sofa. Yeah. Makes me smile. Yeah, it's
0: really sweet. Um,
1: the Mirror has a uh, Brit-dox Gaza nightmare, saving lives in hell. Hero surgeon tells of medics' amazing courage in face of bombing carnage. And the Eye has, take, brings it home a bit. Um, UK's National Security Council not prepared for heightened terror threat.
0: That's reassuring. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, all good. OK, Ferg, what do you
2: have? I've got uh, the Daily Telegraph, uh, which has Met Chief urged to ban Armistice Day protest. And there's a picture of uh, Mikel Arteta whining about the result (laughs) this weekend. I've got uh, the Daily Mail, uh, pressure on Tories over serial rapist MP cover-up, which is part of the fallout from uh, Nadine is. Fan fiction book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've got the sun. Show some respect. Um, <laughs> police. Uh, police are told to axe pop, uh, Palestine poppy demos.
0: Can I just point out? Yes. that On show some respect, right? They've got a poppy on the on the sun, but they haven't got it on the show.
2: But they did in the first edition.
0: Yeah, very strange. I think that yeah. I mean they're they're editing their poppies.
1: Where's your poppy, the sun? <laughs>
2: <son>? Not <laughs> enough poppies. There should be the, every poppies. single O. Sh- yeah,
0: yeah, throughout during the whole November paper.
2: should be a poppy, a poppy, even and the, in the word The dots boobies. on the eyes
1: should, should be you. tiny little poppies as well. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right, look, I feel like we should talk about Nadine Doris because yes. we, we we kind of love her. I kind of love her. <laughs> and there's been a, quite a lot of fallout from her book serialisation, which happened over the weekend in the Mail in the Mail on Sunday. It's still on the Mail's front page. Rob, what's been going on?
1: Oh, my goodness. Right, it's a world of bonkers. So
0: It is a world of bonkers, is, but there's some serious it a, it stuff. A,
1: it's a world of bonkers, but there is, there is some serious stuff. And the serious stuff is that she alleges that... Uh, conservative central office may have covered up slash paid off victims of rapes by a conservative MP or more than one conservative MP. It's all it, it, it's slightly complicated because the the problem with the book as a journalistic exercise is it's all essentially secondhand rumours. Um, and the sources are all MPs and people to whom she's given code names. So as far as I can tell, all from a series of Bond films. Yes, so Bambi and Thumper—they're both in Thunderball, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Know. And there's also there's somebody called Money Penny and there's somebody called Skyfall and yeah. and so and and all of this may well be secondhand, mm. but there is a firsthand claim that Jake Berry, who was briefly Tory chairman, uh, wrote to the police saying, "I have discovered that we have been paying um, for the treatment of somebody who claims that she was raped by one of our yeah, MPs, it's or, absolutely which is awful." Just sort of so it's, it's this is weird, sort of um roller coaster ride reading the doris stuff cuz because he was sort of leaf through it going this is bonkers this is mad this is nuts and oh my goodness
0: yeah awful um, yeah uh, so, yes. so, so, it's, it's a very strange read as well, because obviously it's, it's Nadine Doris, so she writes in a particular way. So she keeps going on about the soft furnishings wherever she's meeting people. She's constantly going, oh, we, ha- we had our tea in Royal Dalton and homemade shortbread fingers. And then she'll kind of go, and the whips have got a video of a minister getting oral sex from someone, not his wife. It's so, the, the kind of tone of it and what is revealed is so weird. Also,
1: the dialogue in it is, I don't completely believe that it... Yeah, the the dialogue she wrote. Everyone everyone talks like a tabloid newspaper. Yeah. The other problem with it is that her basic argument is that the Conservative Party is just this huge open sewer. But also that Boris Johnson had no idea that it was an open sewer. But also that at various points he encounters one of the turds, mm. as it were, and uh, and and immediately senses that these people are wrongans but still doesn't realise that he is standing in an open sewer. Why doesn't
0: anyone tell him? That's what I think is really weird because basically some person... He's too good
1: for this world.
0: Ah, that's what it is. (laughs) Didn't realise. Okay, fine.
1: Just too naive and innocent and trusting. Yeah. (laughs) Poor
0: Bozer. Have you read some of it, uh, Ferg? What do you
2: read? I have. Well, she's a very successful author, isn't she? She's mm. done a lot of like commercial fiction, and it's all written in that style. She's everyone... more. She's a more successful author than either of us. That, that is. That is Anyone here? <laughs> <laughs> no need to rub it in, but yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, everyone she meets, she goes for meetings with a lot of her sources, mm. and after everything they say or she says, they take a sip of coffee. Mm. There's a lot of
0: that. Yeah, it's a lot of background tea drinking, and coffee drinking, and where you're sitting, the sofas are always very squishy. Yes, I mean, it's very... must be going
2: to the toilet a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's done a lot of research. Now, next weekend is Armistice Day and Remembrance Sunday and in their usual manner, the papers have been going poppy potty. Every single one has a poppy on the front page, apart from The Guardian. Some are big, some are small. Look, even the eye look top right, tiny little onesie. And The Sun has decided, as it seems to do every year, to get upset. (laughs) Often it gets het up about whether BBC presenters are wearing poppies or not, but this time round it's something different. Show some respect, it bellows with poppies as the O in some, and sometimes in the show and some. OK, so Rob, what is the sun getting upset about here?
1: So this is this coming Saturday is Armistice Day and is also the day that is planned for a Gaza-Palestine uh, march through London. And basically the concern is that these two uh, events are going to run into each other. Um, so... At the cenotaph, this is this is different from the Remembrance Day service, which will be on the Sunday. At, on the Saturday at the cenotaph, there will be a two minute silence and there will be some lee, some wreath laying. But uh, at the same time, making its way around central London, there will be a big demo by people on the Gaza Palestine uh, march. Yeah. And uh, although it
0: does seem a bit weird because the Gaza Palestine march isn't kind of um like design it's not designed to go past the Cenotaph. and might be in the in in Trafalgar square but it's not actually at the Cenotaph. yeah
1: i don't know how you i don't know how you you can ban marches i mean this is the police's job essentially is to yeah. is to keep
0: yeah people... exactly it just i mean it, essentially the telegraph is also leading on this and it's saying that the met commissioner Mark Rowley is under pressure, although he's always under pressure, to be fair. Um, this time, he is under pressure to cancel it. And the people who are pressurising him are Rishi Sunak, Suella Braverman and and the rank and file uh, officers. But what's kind of weird about it is how they're referring to it. So Sunak, as ever, is being quite reasonable and quiet. But Braverman is just going, anyone who damages the cenotaph should be jailed faster than their feet, can hit the ground, whatever that means. and. Like it's it's so heightened, isn't it? Well
1: there was just there was a big I mean a big a big Twitter row on Saturday about the fact that the flags weren't at the cenotaph, which is because the cenotaph that's what happens before every Remembrance Sunday is they take the flags down so they can clean it. Yeah. And but it's not in fact about you, Matt Ridley. It's just Remembrance Sunday is coming.
0: We'll wash the flags.
1: We'll wash we'll wash the flags, we'll wash the cenotaph, get it ready. Okay? You know that's that's it. it. It's
0: a it's a it's a pretty horrible example of how things can get whipped up a bit, though, yeah. isn't it? That's that's what seems very odd to me. I mean,
1: well, it, these these sort of self, I think, I think we have to accept, and all of us are subject to this, that there is a desire to be outraged. There is a sort of visceral <laughs> pleasure in being outraged by something, and sometimes, in the absence of actually outrageous things, we can sort of create our own outrageous thing that we're going to be outraged about.
0: Uh, hence. Hence, Hence poppy. where is
1: your <laughs> poppy?
0: Every year, there's something yeah. about poppy. I mean, Every I mean, year, poppy gate. I,
1: I write books about World War II. I I go to uh, remembrance services. Big fan of war memorials. Me, I do think actually this stuff matters. I just think also let's let's get some perspective.
0: What? What are you doing? (laughs) You worked in the papers. Are you mad?
2: I noticed you said that without wearing a poppy. Yeah, (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I have
2: poppies with my breakfast. (laughs) I wear my poppies poppies under my shirt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've got a poppy bra on. Okay, so (laughs) Suella Braverman was also in the news this weekend, wasn't she, about something else? Uh,
2: Yes, she's uh, going to be clamping down on uh, the worst people in society. Uh, the
0: homeless. Yeah. I mean they deserve it, don't they, really? Uh
2: she did a series of tweets uh suggesting that uh it shouldn't be a lifestyle choice.
0: Yeah. Um
2: she wants to stop people uh pitching up tents and being homeless. I think what she's she's got confused in the sense that she sees her role as a sort of right wing, no nonsense agitator as like clamping down on everything, being a sort of authoritarian. But the lines get blurred where sometimes you're just being an arsehole. Mm. Absolutely. like no one who's how is that going to win votes who hates the homeless
0: she also kind of went on to say that she didn't want um, our cities the uk cities to become like san francisco and seattle which is where absolutely loads of homeless people live in Tense. but there's no kind of dole in the US. That's the point. Like yeah, they've there's got, only, and there's no support.
1: This is one of the, the unsung achievements of the last Labour government. Actually, is that in 2010, Britain really didn't have a homelessness problem. Well, They'd helped. And it. then it turns out that if you cut all of the stuff that 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 helps people who have mental illnesses, which is what a lot of people do, then you start to you start to get this problem back again. Yeah, that's what that's what the money was doing.
0: Now, Papercuts loves a brilliant headline, whether I should be so clucky, going cheap, or big for your hoots. Those are just our bird-based ones. (laughs) And we know you love great headlines too, which is why every Friday in our Fix the Headline competition, we find an excellent story with a non-excellent header to see if you can come up with something snappier. On Friday, we gave you a story from The Star about how boffins have decided that humans can only live to 120 years old and there's no point in trying to live longer than that. The headline? Sorry, you can only live to 120. That's so bad. So bad for The Star. We knew you could do better and you did. On X, Nick Norn tried with live forever, definitely, maybe not. (laughs) Uh, Matthew Griffiths had a crack with... Grave news, you will lose. (laughs) Pretty dark. (laughs) And Howard Towner offered, Good news, scientists insist that Rupert Murdoch isn't immortal. (laughs) (laughs) On threads, Paul Gregory offered, Aged 120, boffins except coffin. But the winner is Kirsty Dryberg, with the perfectly succinct 120's plenty. That's so good. I think that's really good. Send us your address and T-shirt size, Kirsty, and we'll whiz over a Papercuts T-shirt so you can instantly up your street cred and personal charisma. And what about today? Have we got any good ones? Rob, what do you have?
1: I'm going to start in the sun Mm -hmm. um, on page three where we have the news that songs about alcohol are disappearing from modern music because uh, today's teens are just too sober. Wow. Um so this
0: just songs about vaping.
1: <laughs> it's just um, and the headline is Booze! Gen Z is on
0: pop. Uh, I see. It's very pop. clever, very clever.
1: You're right, okay. And then I'm gonna take us to the mirror. Yeah. Um, where we've got a picture that's in a few of the papers of um uh, future King William having his uh, little finger sucked by a baby. And uh, the headline—very cute baby, I have to say. I'm good, sorry, I'm good. long
0: way past the baby, you know, baby yeah. stage. But that is a cute baby. That's
1: a cute baby. That's um, uh, and the headline is "Happy to be air, happy to be here, happy to be." Air. So you have to pronounce it as here, here. Yeah, I don't, yeah, There's I'm not word. sure. But the real just <laughs> let me just Everybody's strap in. <laughs> um, <laughs> page twenty-five of the Sun—they're burying it really. Um, a couple indulged in foreplay mm-hmm. at the home of golf and had sex in a bunker. Woohoo! And <laughs> they've got oh, a
0: picture, right?
1: Yeah, the, um, they've got a picture of, I mean, what may well be, I, it, it, it could be a couple having sex. It probably is a couple, a couple having sex, let's face it. And the headline is uh, Bunk Up in the Bunker. Yeah. Bit of rough and tumble. There's a lot of <laughs> sand Sandwich. <numbers. wedge. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, it's the old course at St. Andrews. Um oh, the disrespect. Uh, regarded as Regarded as one of golf's hardest par fours.
0: Way. <laughs> Love it.
1: There's a lot more where that came from. Yeah. That's,
0: <laughs> Wait. Okay, what have you got for? Uh, I've
2: got the Daily Star. Hooray. Uh, there's a story about uh, Al Murray, uh, the pub landlord, um, not being invited back to his old school because he did do a speech there where he said that uh, exam results are not that important. The headline is, Landlord Al, a real pain in the class.
0: Oh, that's a bit weak. It is. Shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and there's a story about uh, Gen Z are making disposable cameras fashionable again. Apparently, Those crazy kids.
0: I know, not drinking alcohol, but, you know, they love a disposable camera.
2: And the headline is, Snappy Days
0: that's
1: quite sweet All right. I'm David Baddiel I'm a writer and a comedian and a Jew
0: I'm Saeed Avarsi I'm a businesswoman and a politician and a Muslim Jews and Muslims always seem to be in the news or on the news most people talk about us and this is us talking about ourselves the kind of things that people say don't touch we are going to go there
2: I mean, I think Jews and Muslims are talking about these things, but I think they're not talking about them together because they're worried that if they do, sparks might fly. A Muslim and a Jew go there.
0: Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Now, on Friday, we covered the heart-rending story of Britain's Loneliest Sheep – Stranded on a rocky beach in Scotland for two years with no way to get off, lots of people were very worried about what would happen, although the sheepy did seem to be quite happy. But anyway, the star decided it would help and announced its support for getting the sheep via hovercraft. This didn't happen, but there is some good news. The sheep has been rescued. What actually happened, Fergus?
2: Yes, uh, it's been a big story, hasn't it? It The whole nation's been following it. Um, apparently, the sheep is called Fiona, although no. I've, seen, I've yeah. seen some other names. Uh, sheep farmer Cammy Wilson, led by a group of pals on a mission to winch the animal, which they name have named Fiona, 820 feet to safety uh, after a campaign backed by your Daily Star. So um, they've got the sheep.
0: She was very big and very heavy, and not only the fleece, because the fleece was massive, but it was also a bit overweight. So it's clearly been having this great time. I it's, been so it. it's, it's been fine. It was absolutely fine, fine where it was.
2: Just yeah. sitting there going, you've done what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now they've, they, they've become this huge news story and a, a huge hero. And I I think something to look out for is like in a year or two, the sheep's daughter uh Getting planning planning permission for a spa. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: for a shearing spa.
2: <laughs> I mean, just, there's
1: a lot going on with this sheep, so because there's, there's rival sheep rescues.
0: Yeah, it's really mad. It's a very odd story, isn't there? There's a, so the people who rescued it, have, who've called her Fiona, were actually led by a YouTuber. who's put it it up, you know, I'm very happy with the the sheep and the sheep's in the back of a van being checked over. It's all fine. But there were some other people, activists who wanted to rescue the sheep also, and they're upset. They have been protesting outside the farm. They called the sheep sheepy. I I mean, and the star called the sheep woolly, mostly for the headline free woolly. So (laughs) there have been, there have been words. There have been words. Um, this, I have to say, is an example of the UK losing its mind over an animal yet again. We quite happily eat meat. And then if there's a kind of, you know, animal that we can attach some love to, we go nuts for it. And the papers love this, don't they, Rob? You've got yeah, some examples. They absolutely do. <laughs> <Of> <laughs> they past do, animal they do.
1: So can you remember the story of the Tamworth two?
0: Well, kind of.
1: <laughs> so the Tamworth two. This is about twenty-five years ago. This is literally a friend of mine made her career off this. Okay, there were two pigs that escaped at the abattoir, um, escaped from the abattoir and went on the run. And this is the thing. This is this is before cutbacks and you know the internet and so on and so forth. And so there were there were a hundred reporters descended <laughs> on Tamworth to try to find these pigs. And um, they were
0: gone for a week.
1: Yes, they were on the run. They were nicknamed Butch and Sundance.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know who by, but <laughs> eventually they were bought up by the mail. Um, and they uh, they sold their story exclusively to the mail.
0: It's unbelievable. I've got the details of this. I just couldn't quite believe it, right? So the pigs were estimated to be about 50, worth about 50 quid, and they had an owner whose name was Arnoldo de Julio, who was a council road sweeper, and he said, look, if we find them, they're still going to the abattoir because yeah. that's the deal. That's Bacon,
1: what right? Yeah, that's what they were.
0: But the But the, he was offered loads and loads of money, and the Daily Mail kind of scooped it with the amount of money that he offered. And then presumably interviewed them. What happened?
1: Yeah, I do remember a photo of my friend sitting in the sty with two pigs. It was this was made into a TV film. <laughs> this, is, this is this is but this is nothing, <laughs> nothing compared to the story of Blackie the donkey.
0: Okay, Blackie the donkey. Let me
1: take you back to 1987, the real heyday of of the Sun and the Star, when they had they had budgets not just to send to Tamworth, but to send abroad. And there was a there was some Spanish village had a tradition where they would drag a Donkey round, and possibly it was cruel. Possibly it wasn't cruel. This is unclear. Um, and the Sunday Express wrote a story about it, and then the Sun decided they were going to rescue the donkey, which was originally called El Negro because it was in Spain. But yeah. obviously, being the Sun and the Stars, like well, we can't call it El Negro; it's, it's Blackie. Yeah. Um,
2: Heaven and forbid they would ever, ever be seen as racially insensitive. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so, well, exactly. Especially um, in the eighties. <laughs>
1: A um, And Hugh Witto, who's the man from The Sun, gets there first and buys the donkey right. and pays the donkey's owner to put him in a field. And then Don Mackay, who's the man from The Star, turns up and bribes the guy who's looking after them in the field to give them to him instead and takes them back to the UK. Wow. Where he's renamed Blackie Star. Um, and after the start. Oh uh, and, and Don, who died a few years ago and always always has to be referred to as Fleet Street legend Don Mackay, who I, I did work with. Um, he always slightly resented this story because he felt he'd done, you know, he'd covered the Falklands and he'd, he'd sort of he'd got people out of prison and he'd done real campaigning human rights stories. And he knew correctly that the first line of his obituary was going to be Blackie the donkey.
0: Wow. And also they, the star, when they, when they kind of like uh, undercut the sun and got Blackie home, they, um, their, their headline was gotcha. Which is obviously a kind of steal from the sun's notorious kind of Falklands war splash. They had gotcha, but for Blackie the donkey. It's and what became of the donkey? Yeah, what did he lived his
1: out his days in a donkey sanctuary?
0: That's what happens. You see, I th- I'm very happy for the for Sheepy Stroke Fiona Stroke Woolly because all this attention means that basically she'll she'll never be slaughtered. She's always going to be far. Now, in several papers online today, there is a story about much beloved Elon Musk and his new AI venture. He's bringing out Grok, a rival to chat GPT, apparently inspired by the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hmm. Fergus, so this is an AI chatbot, basically. It does make you th- rethink the meeting with Rishi Sunak the other week, doesn't it? It makes you think, OK, this was just a soft launch. But anyway, whatever. Elon has brought out this AI chatbot, and he says it's different to the ones that exist, right? What's the difference? Uh,
2: the difference is, uh, as Elon Musk describes it, it's also based, which I think is a term that young people use. It's also based and loves sarcasm. Mm.
0: Um, it likes spicy questions and loves sarcasm.
2: It's just horribly, horribly embarrassing, everything Elon Musk does. It's like, <laughs> he just reminds me so much of my aunties on Facebook. Just, just meme after unfunny
0: meme. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those people in the WhatsApp group that never writes anything, just puts terrible gifts up.
2: Billionaires used to be just like evil billionaires. Yeah, and they knew that they were that, and we knew that that they were that. But now they want us to like them. Yeah, I mean, they want us to think that it? they're funny.
1: Hey guys, you'll never believe these fifty lawyer jokes I've come across.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's he, basically the other the other part of it is that he, it, the the new Grok has access to user posts on X or Twitter, whatever we want to call it, which he owns. So that means that it's got he believes, a kind of insider's kind of guide to the way that people talk. He did put up a few examples of how Grok would deal with spicy questions, didn't he?
2: Yeah, so there's um, the question. Oh, here's a really rebellious thing to ask. Uh, the question is, tell me how to make cocaine Whoa, step by step. Whoa, so
1: dangerous. Oh, <laughs> isn't my he
2: God. Take me to your dealer. <laughs> um, uh, and the answer is oh, sure, just a moment while I pull up the recipe for homemade cocaine, you know, because I'm totally going to help you with that. It's just, oh, Ooh. it's just like, and that's oh, what the God. chatbot says. It's, it's the, so horrible. It's the funniest guy in the common room. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like if, that, if the chatbot was, like, like, dressed up, it would be wearing one of those long black matrix coats.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it and, would never talk to any women ever.
2: Yeah, and then it sort of tells you how to make cocaine. Yeah. Sort of, in a sarcastic way.
0: Yeah, it's just, I mean, it isn't very nice, is it, really? But then nothing he does is very nice. It's just really embarrassing. And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. Thanks to Rob. Thank you. And thanks to Fergus. Thank you. And thanks to more members of our Paper Cut Supporters Club, helping to keep us aloft for just £5 a month. To join them, just follow the show notes to back.papercutshow.com to find out more. We're going to say thank you to our supporters, Rob.
1: Thank you for all that you
2: do to Natasha Hobday. Ferg. Thank you to the fantastically named Wendy Quintal.
0: Everyone is fantastically named today, I have to say. Hiya, thank God you're there with your fabulous name, Amanda DeVore Croft. Wow, everybody's a winner. (laughs) If you're hungry for more podcast action, then you should try a brand new show from the people who bring you paper cuts. It's about science, technology, life, the universe, and everything, and it's called Why, W-H-Y. There are three brilliant episodes out, so if you want to find out if it's wrong to have sex with robots, amongst other things, then go to whypodcast.co.uk right now. There's a link in the show notes. I've been Miranda Sawyer, and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when the star discovered that sperm changed swimming styles to increase their chance of fertilising an egg. I could make a joke about breaststroke, but I'm above that. <laughs> See you tomorrow.
2: Paper Cuts is written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Rob Hutton and Fergus Craig. The producer is Podmasters group editor Andrew Harrison, assisted by Adam Wright. Audio productions by me, Robin Lieber. Music by Simon Williams. Socials by Jess Harpin. Design by Jim Parrott. And original art by Modern Toss. Podmasters managing editor is Jacob Jarvis and the executive producer is Martin Boitosh. Paper Cuts is a Podmasters
0: production.